morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is with you. This is Capital Sports 2.0. I am Alan Moore. And uh, I was saying we've got a kind of a unique show today and some very, very good news as well. I'm going to kick off with a bit of a news roundup because, of course, even though there's no sports, there's a lot going on off the field. Um, the UEFA Champions League final, 29th of August, my brother's birthday. There you go. The US Open, which is supposed to, of course, at the end of August, start of September, the decision is going to be taken in June, whether it will be played or not. So Formula One are looking to start races <coughs> in Austria uh, and a couple of races then at Silverstone in the UK. The PGA Tour in America is hoping to restart a tour in June, but behind closed doors as well. So no spectators there. We do know the Tour de France has been at least postponed, possibly cancelled for this year. And what else? I mean, there's a lot of other things going on here as well, because in Russia, they're talking about trying to restart the league in July. And also, the 30th of June deadline, Premier League clubs need to make a decision on when they are going to um, uh, restart the season. In Austria, many leagues, and in Germany as well, many leagues in the amateur um, uh, sections are going to start next March. So nothing until the end of the year. They're going to restart next March as is. The Indian Premier League, sort of the Super League, the big massive uh, cricket league, that is now suspended until further notice. Okay. Now we do know, of course, that the Turkmenistan League is kicking off this weekend, but we'll just see what's going to happen with that. So straight away, we're going to go across to, um, I would say to Toronto, but I don't know where he is right now. So we're going to go across to Alex B. Alex B, good morning. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm over here at the uh, San Francisco Bridge. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> it's called the Golden Gate Bridge, just so the you The Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> You're struggling to, I can see you. Um, yeah, I'm not really quarantining anymore. I decided that my I've seen enough of my room. I'm going to travel the world a bit. This is great. I'm looking. This, this, this. We'll go around the world with you, um, because of course Donald Trump last night uh, or the earlier this morning here in Moscow, he basically said that he's lifting restrictions. So I guess Canada is the same. Canada is the same as it was, as good as it will ever, ever will be. It's, it's about the same to answer your question, though. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about you. We're we're, we're looking. That's going to be locked down for a while. So and here in Moscow, it's only going to get worse. We're going to bring in, uh, of course, shortly, uh, Alexander Zotov, the uh, CEO of the All Russian Football Players Union, because they have... Um, Alex, before we bring Alexander in, uh, some big news from the WWE. What's been going on? Look, as we give a big thanks to all the essential services out there, we sit at home and deal with this, deal with this mess, putting themselves at risk. We also can't not mention... Speaking of essential services, that the WWE has been deemed an essential service in Florida, and the matches will continue in that state. That's kind of the big, the big news. Uh, the second news is that um, the WWE has been laying off workers, and that's arena staff, that's announcers, and that's wrestlers. So as many as 21 has been, have been fired already. Twin, and that's wrestlers. That's the personalities that are like the. Is is it cost cutting, Alex? Uh, I think so. I don't. I th they're definitely trying to, I don't know, scramble up some money here. I don't, they didn't have. They didn't. Or they weren't planning for this sort of thing. I don't know. What drive them to do such a thing, because normally when they talk about layoffs, you think like arena staff. You think like I don't know janitors, like popcorn salesmen, like those people. Like yeah, not the players. You know, not like the. That, that wouldn't happen in like the NBA. That wouldn't happen in like any other major organization. 
No, you don't, you don't just cut like wrestlers, fighters, players, like whatever it is. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. This is a first in this industry for well, them they, to be downsizing like this. They did, they did uh, put the XFL, which of course is owned by WWE. They put that into bankruptcy. Now, by putting it into bankruptcy, of course, it means that they don't have to um, pay uh, a lot of creditors. So people way down the line, when you start looking at the amount of money owed to small creditors, uh, including, uh, for example, uh, people who make the logos, people who um, provide medical services and so on, they're not going to get paid by the XFL. Uh, players, of course, are are getting paid. Some of the players were actually on huge salaries. It was surprising because they're meant to be on, I think, a, between fifty and $70,000 a piece. Some of the guys were on half a million dollars, which, okay, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't sound like much, but when they were promoting, they were going, no, we're going to do small salaries, we're going to live within our means, and so on and so forth. So it, it's a tough one. Um, in terms of ratings falling, um, the WD, it has been suffering falling ratings for the last while, Alex. Um, do you think there's any way back from this? For the WWE, well, there's steps they could take, I don't know, to become, to, I don't know, to try to find the appeal that they already have to sort of get people to come to the shows. But it has grown, like, a lot as an industry, you know, like, they always, they, like, they go, they still sell out arenas and cities and stuff like that. So I, I didn't know that it was going to shatter just like that just as was something as the virus Very, because, like, it, it surprised the, me it surprised me when i when i when right because like in the ufc they got their like they're trying to build fight island like they're doing all these like special projects like but the wwe seems to be crippling right now yeah uh, well i mean that's it, it they've had long-term decline in audiences so uh, alex thanks for that alex stay with us of course we're going to go across uh now just outside of moscow and we're going to have a chat with a very good friend of the show of course is the ceo of the all russian football players union and a member of the russian football union executive committee because all you know there's a lot of very very good deeds being done a lot of it done very very quietly um but sometimes you need to shine a light on these good deeds and say well done and thank you very much for what's happening i'll only briefly introduce you because he can tell it way better than i can um initiative a joint initiative from the all russian football players union and the union of uh, football veterans so retired uh, footballers and so on where in the uk at the moment in england the pfa are telling players don't do anything just sit there don't give up your money don't help don't do it like players are doing it we know that we know from marcus rashford they're giving up salary and so on and so forth but generally in in england there is no leadership from the top in russia we're one step ahead good morning alexander zotov how are you doing i'm great how are you Brilliant. Great to see you. You look like a giant right now. I, well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what is this initiative about? Because I gave a brief rundown, but you can explain it better. And tell us as well who's involved in it, uh, as well as yourself, as well as the leadership. Who else is involved? The leadership. What do you mean by the leadership? In I'm very broad stroke in this. Very broad stroke. Um, well, 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 it's really simple. It's it's about uh, you know we see the situation in, in Moscow and St. Petersburg, some other cities where put on lockdown, so we are restricted uh, to move around. Even to go to a grocery shop or to a, a pharmacy is a big problem, especially once you once you're at at the, at the stage of your life when when it becomes you know 
complicated not only by what's happening now but also by your health and uh, people are afraid it's, and the elder people as we know are, are more more affected by this uh, pandemic and they have more risk of a lethal outcome unfortunately when if they're infected so we understand that and um, the idea is really simple there's nothing about it it's it's just that uh, we gathered some funds from from players together with players basically and um, and we are transforming them these funds into groceries into pharmaceuticals and we work with different delivery companies that you know from different uh, supermarkets uh, and from di- from different online pharmacies that deliver to a specific address we collect the addresses and the contacts of, of the veterans and um, p2p thing you know to person to person or, or business to person depending um, you know just collecting uh, information where 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 the help is needed and, and trying to help that's it but I mean, it's it's a huge thing because again, I, I referenced at the start of it where many uh, footballers' unions are kind of frozen in time. They're kind of waiting to see. They're more they're more concerned about when they're going to get back to play football, um, and if their salaries will be paid than actually trying to create community and work within the community. Why is it so important here in Russia that footballers are doing this? And- well, first of all, we are worried about salaries and we are worried when the, the championship will be resumed or will be finished and the, a new one will start uh, or w- will we be transferred to the old system of uh, spring to autumn, you know, when we played uh, uh, starting in spring and then finishing in winter. So there are a lot of discussions. So we're not stopping our work in that there, these directions. But this is something, you know, this is something... Because I'm, it's normal. It's normal to care, right? So we are, uh, we. Are, I'm, 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 I'm trying to help my parents. I'm trying to help my wife's parents. Uh, parents, you know, delivering food. So it's normal that we we got all together with the players, and a lot of guys really reacted to this thing and uh, and started doing this. So uh, it's 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 a lot of national. Players that already contributed to, like, well, I mentioned already, Artyom Zubov, who is the captain of the national team. But it's not only him. We have uh, ex-players like Raman Shurokov, who is calling a lot of guys from, from you know, who just finished their careers or or, or, or still playing and who, who he has really good contacts with. And everybody's trying to contribute. At some point, they even started to, you know... Uh, a competition who is going, going to donate more. I had to stop <laughs> this <laughs> because it's, I, 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 I'm, as, as I was told by FIFPRO, uh, uh, a union has to be really rich. And I see it on the, on the example of the PFA, which is a hugely rich organization. But rich, I understand, you know, rich is a word that you can transfer into money or rich you can transfer into uh, rich in terms of solidarity and for me uh, the main thing why I started this uh, many years ago this this union thing is, is about solidarity and, and today I finally start to realize that you know the guys are really it's just and it's right they really get together forget about you know which teams they're from or uh, their personal you know for whether they like each other or not, it's just a question of, of doing one thing together, and it's it's about solidarity. So I'm happy about it. I'm happy that people are contributing into it, and uh, that the young guys 
help the old uh, veterans. It's it's really important. I think this is like um, it's, it's what about the union? It should be. You know, it's it's we created a platform that is that is helping uh, the young guys to open their hearts towards uh, and their eyes also their minds towards what's happening around them. You know, just just doing the right thing. I think it's it's, it's really nice. I'm I'm really happy. I I was uh, interviewing uh, Ash Davies. He's uh, one of the the leading well, award winning producer editor um, with IMG Media. There um, just uh, his, his what he came back with was that um, attitude reflect uh, lead, like attitude reflects leadership. This leadership that you're providing, <laughs> almost the attitude is going to change from below. And of course, we, I said, like, it's not only make sure contracts are honoured and wages are paid and so on and so forth and conditions are good for footballers in season. It's what happens out of season and after career as well, because this is very, very important. Footballers' careers are very, very short and they need to know that there will be a helping hand yeah. later on. Something that uh, I know that you noticed with the PFAI, the Irish Footballers' Union, Yes, yes, I, I I retweeted. I think their their post because or or well, it doesn't matter. I I read their posts recently that they're talking to a lot of guys um, uh, about their 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 future careers, and that's important because we're doing the, this too. And uh, one of the programs that we do with the uh, football union of Russia is helping players to, to get proper education because okay we have a lot of players who are educated in the institute of uh, physical whatever fitness yeah. or i don't know how it's called but uh, i think it's 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 just for uh, it's it's maybe it's serious education but i don't think everybody will stay in sports or in football or everybody has to become a, a football coach or a, a team manager you know there are a lot of things that uh, that they can find themselves in different businesses, different uh, aspects of, uh, of of life, you know, and different. They, they have to have a possibility to choose, you know, not to be drawn into a tunnel without uh, any hope to to have this choice, you know, and that's important. So, what P, uh, PFI, uh, PFAI is is doing is uh, is. Uh, I think is very good because it's for a player. It's also important to have this uh, possibility to talk to somebody who knows who you are, who knows your background, who understands what it is to be a football player, and what it is to where you end up at the end of your career. What can happen? Which which are the paths that uh, are uh, that are possible, and uh, which paths you should avoid. So, if there is a good uh, counseling set up by a union, it's very good. Perfect. Uh, no, that it makes complete sense. Um, Alex B is going to jump in a question. He's over in San Francisco right now. Well, he he's telling. Yeah, I can see the gold. I can see the golden bridge. <laughs> the yeah, golden gate the, bridge. Yeah. yeah. Alexander, hello. I, um, I drove. I drove a couple times on it. Um, I just wanted to ask you some. The people want to know over here in San Francisco, and um, which is when do you think f Russian football will restart? You really seriously saying that people in San Francisco are worried about the Russian championship? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I was uh, when the Golden State Warriors are playing again. Let me know. <laughs> uh, the Golden State 
Warriors aren't playing anytime soon. That's why people have kind of switched to the. Well, nobody actually. Uh, it's a good question, but nobody knows because we have uh, the competitions are postponed at the end of May. Honestly, I think we will have uh, June and July as peak months of uh, the coronavirus pandemic. So I don't. So uh, are you there with me? Yeah, yeah, no, here, you're saying that, um, so it, it does look likely with the curve. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we, um, I don't think we'll restart until September, October, and this is optimistic. If, should we, re, should we restart? Should we restart? So, uh, it's, uh, it's a question. Because we, we might end this championship as it is, and, um, and uh, then, as I said, there are discussions whether to stay in the system of, starting in uh, August and ending in May, or going back to the system we had a few years ago when we, where our championship started in uh, March and ended in, uh, it was, I think, November, uh, usually. November or December, something like that. So basically... Yeah, November, end of November, yeah. So basically, we'll go back to summer football. The championship will end as is, and we'll restart in March next year, correct? There, uh, it it's not decided yet. Nobody yeah. knows at the moment what will happen, so it's not decided. There, are, as I said, there are talks about it. I'm not saying there are official talks about it. So it's just an option that can because you know uh, proponents for this for this system to go back because a lot of people are saying that um, when we shifted to uh, to the spring uh, spring what is called spring. Uh, autumn spring system when we shifted to this uh, we had lost a lot of clubs especially in the second division because of a lot of reasons uh, one of them being the uh, big break during the winter you know you have one part of the championship then they stop and then they don't play for five months and then the second part starts in, in, in spring of next year with the old system when we started in spring and ended in autumn the, the winter break was just a break between the two championships, which made it more uh, more logical. Plus, there are a lot of budget issues because the budget was broken into two years instead of one, uh, and a, a lot of clubs in this, well, mostly 95%, I think, of the clubs in, in the second division are, are dependent on the budgets of, of regional governments. So. Uh, for them to get a budget in one year or to get a budget that's split in two years is, is, is a big difference. And a lot of other aspects. So, so there are discussions about it. I don't know what will happen. Because the Premier League clubs, they are not in favor of, of going back to the system. I mean, the majority of them, like, like the ones that were in favor in the first place. Why, why would Premier League clubs prefer the autumn-spring system, Alexander? What, what's good in it for them? Well, it's not a, a secret that the main, uh, uh, I don't know, organizer of, of this shift was uh, the head of CSKA, Evgeny Giner. Oh. Uh, he saw it as a chance to synchronize with the main uh, European competitions in terms of transfer windows, in terms of... Uh, of the uh, of the cups of the international cups, because he's uh, he was saying that look we we if if with the new system the team that wins the championship goes to the champion Champions League, and it plays basically uh, as as it as as it won the championship you know as, yeah. as the team that won the championship with the with the old system uh, it meant that the, the the team that won the championship 
it already was halfway through the next championship when it started in the Champions League. You know, it's uh, you you can argue about it. Maybe it's logical also, but it's you have to also take in mind the climate and the the geography and the, the budget things that I told you about. And so, yeah. it's it's it has its pluses and its minuses. But in terms of the second division, it has mostly only minus. So I'm moving to another place because my cat is attacking. Me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Alex, uh, over in, in, in North America, there have been talks with um, trying, like restarting championships and so on. What's the latest in terms of the NBA? What would they do with the season there? Will they restart it as it was? Because we know uh, we spoke about having this the playoff in the NHL, basically just to have a knockout competition. Well, first of all, I just want to say that the, it's probably a good uh, estimate that it's going to start somewhere in the fall. Again, like that's because... Like, all the sports here in um, North America are kind of – all the major, like, leagues are trying to, like, you know, put that off, kind of trying to stay alive as much as they can right now, which is not really, like, the best move because everybody's shutting down. You know, like, the UFC is trying to still coordinate events in, like, May, but, like, they're getting shut down by ESPN. Like, you know, the WWE is still trying to book shows, but, like, I think it's not going to be over until fall – as Alexander said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing that uh, the NHL had, uh, Alex broke with us, that the the NHL had said that they would have a kind of finish the season, but with a knockout competition. So like almost immediate playoffs. Would it be a chance maybe that say the Premier League might look at that to have like a, a knockout almost cup competition because they spoke with that in England as well. Like two halves of the table, top eight and bottom eight. Um, well, as I said, nobody knows, and it will depend on whether whether they will decide to to continue the the, the postponed championship or or they will just uh, finish it as it is. Then you we will have to see how many months will be we will have to, to, to we, because we have only uh, eight game days left in the Premier League. I mean, there there will only, they, they, each team has to play only eight eight games. Basically, this can be done in in, a, in two months, um, even I think even less. But this will depend whether we will have these two months or or one and a half months to 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 finish a playoff with eight teams from the top and eight teams from the bottom. From the bottom also is possible, but then there will be a discussion with eight, which eight teams, because there there's quite a close competition in the middle of the table, and you know some teams might feel left out. <laughs> so it's it's a big question now. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. It's it's one of the options that they're discussing. Um, just be, before we, we finish up, this, there was a, a statement by um, Jonas Bayer Hoffman. Of course, he's the general secretary of FIFPRO. He said that coronavirus is now after putting concrete risks in the development or investment in women's football. Do you think that they, you know, that 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 that's kind of real as well? Because I mean, women's football was growing in Russia. Before. Well, I would not be so optimistic about the current status of women's football in Russia as you are. I don't. I, I mean, there were a couple of teams that were created, like Lokomotiv. Then uh, Ceska gave it as a franchise. You know, that, that they had several guys that came to Ceska and said that we would like to create a women's team, and they allowed them to use the brand name. Ah, so it's not actually. It's not actually uh, a branch of the team, and it just started. I mean, it just started last year. We 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 had our championship, uh, we 
and we, we had our ups and downs for several years with the women's football. But I think it was uh, existing by itself, and and uh, the fact that it's still alive is is just by chance and not by because it's a it's a big commercial project. As this can be said about almost all Russian football, but women's football especially. So it's not there was nothing. There's not a big base, or uh, you know, it's not a there's not a serious foundation under women's football in Russia, unfortunately. I, I am a proponent that it starts to develop, but uh, we are only in the beginning. There, there's a new leadership, your favorite word, that came just to several months ago. They have their new strategy, and they were planning to, you know, to boldly go and and really set up a, a serious uh, competition, women's competition, uh, football in Russia. Uh, what will happen now? I don't know. Uh, we do have some interesting, promising players, and we have a couple or three playing in Europe. And I know that there's some that went to 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 American colleges, got scholarship, yeah. But also, this is just one or two or three. So, so the the question is, uh, you know, it, I think they will be impacted as as all of football in Russia, and uh, because, as I said before, Russian football. Depends a lot on 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 the, on uh, regional budgets or federal budgets. You know, it's not it's not commercial. It's not a it's not that like in the states when uh, when clubs make money, uh, they have a huge fan base and they have these uh, match day revenues and everything. In Russia, it's, and they make a lot of money on TV rights. In Russia, it's 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 unfortunately it's it's not like that. Commercial aspect of sport is very weak and low. In these terms, I would say I, I would uh, say the faith of uh, of uh, women's football is the same as I would say for, as for the second division clubs in Russia, and I think we will have a lot of clubs going bankrupt, and and the number of clubs will be decreasing drastically in the second division. I think the same will go for women's football. Uh, I hope not, but I think it will be the one that will be cut off the budgets of. Uh, you know the regional governments or or something like that as not important. Okay, it's, it's it's a shame, but I mean that's you know unfortunately that's the, it's kind of realities. In terms of now the, the the kind of general feeling towards sport in North America, do you think as well that TV plays such a huge part? And we saw that on TV was pushing WWE to go go on performing. Um, ESPN stopped payment to XFL and XFL just well folded. Do you think that the TV now in, in North America is going to dictate whether Lee's come back come back into action? Uh, well, the TV ratings are have always just been like a huge part of like the whole thing, obviously, because like that's like there's always there's still like the pay-per-views that they run off of, which is sort of like the the main um, source of gain here for them. So um, but it's actually funny you should ask me that because I, I just got a phone call from my man at the WWE headquarters <laughs> telling me that they've got 500 million left in reserves and they're still doing all these cutbacks so that's that's a, I felt like that's a big part of the story that I haven't said yet 500 million in re- this is what I said about US <laughs> I mean they're talking about oh we want fighters to have like a, a decent wage but Christ almighty they have like you know millions Tens of hundreds of millions in reserve as well, so they're they're cutting even right. wrestlers off the payroll, but they have these millions in reserve, half a, half a billion in reserve. Well, that's the case with a lot of these companies here. The same thing with the UFC, you know. It's like 
it's worth billions as a company and like you know some of the lower tier fighters obviously like, they still don't get paid that much and they don't get and like the packages that they give most of the fighters aren't nearly like as much as what they give their their top fighters you know like the top like 10 percent. but yeah that's the case with a lot of these companies that they have this like budget that they've been saving but now is the time to spend it. Now is the time to pay off all the all the athletes. Okay, Alex, uh, just hang on because we'll say goodbye in a second. Alexander, last question for you. With the giving drive, um, so you've got, I said, like Juba, Golovin, Shirokov, um, and many, many more involved in it. Do you think that this could this could spread to other sports as well, that there will be a centralized um, drive to do this because this is important uh, it's been done for example in GAA where clubs and counties even in Europe are helping in the community they've grown their own community and helping the community around them do you think that other sports in not just in Russia but around the world can take a lead from what the union unions are doing here I think we will see a, a serious uh, you know change of the way we we live and the way we you know, see each other, and uh, you know, I, I believe that this coronavirus thing will, will not end really soon. And secondly, I think it will really have a huge impact on 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 our lives and and the way we really treat each other. So I think uh, I hope that we will become better people in the end of this uh, ordeal. And um, what we're doing is will you know create some movement of of caring and sharing. I'm happy, but I'm, I don't think it's we started it. It's already happening. Uh, there are other initiatives. There, there, you know, in different uh, from different people, actors. Uh, you can see what sacrifice the doctors are doing. So it's. I think the only thing I want to see is that after all this is over, that we really, as a as a, as a human race, we become better. We really needed this shock to, to, you know, to look around and to understand that maybe we were heading in some ways in, in, uh, in, in a wrong di- direction. And we are here to, I don't want to sound too, too, too <laughs> I don't know even how to put it um, in, in, in English, but I, I don't want it to sound too false or something like that but this is something going from my heart but i believe that we really have to 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 use this moment to really rethink about what is about how we are living what we're doing and and maybe it's 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 really a time to to do that okay thank you very very much for joining us this morning and uh continue good luck with that and i hope that people follow that lead on a greater scale thank you very, very much okay alex b Thank you very much. Enjoy the Golden Gate Bridge. Enjoy San Francisco. And uh, we'll catch you all going well on Sunday when, who knows where you're going to be by Sunday? Have you any plans? Who knows? Who knows? Well, thank you for joining me on this part of my, my journey, yeah. of my quest to not button. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't condone anybody do what I'm doing. You know, you shouldn't go outside. You know, I'm, you, you know for, for all you know, I could be at my house next week. <laughs> so that's kind of the message I'm sorry it is very it is very late okay thanks so, okay folks that's it for Capital Sports 2.0 for today of course in the Orthodox calendar it's Easter this weekend so if you're celebrating have fun uh, paint lots of eggs and have a good time and uh, take care of yourselves take care of each other and remember that we're all in this together we need to just lessen the stress 
because this too will pass. Take care and we'll talk to you again on Sunday.